It demands that we tell sinners the whole truth. We will not go quietly into the night. Christian Cornerstone Podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Bible Talk. Uh, with yours truly, Mr. Bill Ricksecker here. Now, there's a couple different things in which we're going to be doing today. Number one, it's going to be short, uh, and we want to try to get it a little bit short so that way we can um, kind of promote a little bit, or not promote a little bit more, that we can have more time to extend, I guess. You know, recording, spend some, spend uh, about an hour or so on these. I'm kind of cutting it in half a little bit. Um, spend an hour, 20 minutes or so a piece per uh, the lessons. And then we'll go ahead and uh, you know get those up there uh, for you guys to listen to. Now the purpose, uh, just kind of giving you guys a heads up of what's going on. And another thing is, is um, Ethan himself uh, has decided, uh, made the personal choice uh, to step back from the podcast itself. He's not leaving the ministry project. Uh, it's just uh, it's kind of causing some. Um, scheduling conflicts so he felt it best to step back a little bit um so uh we do want to keep him in our prayers for his schedule uh and uh you know we in hopes that uh, he can he can remain on board with this project uh by helping out in other uh, various means and as well as thank him for uh, coming to me uh for discussing the issue at hand so uh that was really uh really good to hear um so we will continue in these discussions we will continue on in this study uh the best that we possibly can um with the time that we have and the resources we have available and uh we'll continue on in that and we're actually going to be getting into first corinthians chapter three today so if you want to grab your bibles uh, i'd encourage you guys all to open those up and we can really just go ahead and get started now in our past couple discussions of what we've had what we've been going over we have had um we've had um kind of a brain fart going on. We've talked a little bit about some of the issues in which um, the people of Corinth are dealing with, or more specifically, this is really what Paul himself is is forced to address. Um, you know, I'm looking this up, doing some little bit of dating, um, finding the dates uh, for, the, for the church of Corinth, and I've really found um, that the church itself, according to Acts 18, Paul ministers and he's really giving birth to this church in Corinth, establishing it officially. And they're probably meeting in their homes and not necessarily in the synagogues. Um, and this is approximately 51, between 51 and 53 AD when this event itself is going on, the establishment of the church. Um, 1 Corinthians itself was written at approximately 55 AD. And I thought that was rather interesting uh, to point out. Because what this really brings to light is um, a couple weeks ago we've discussed this and I've uh, shared my theory as far as how long we as individuals have to sit in the pews to learn to spiritually grow before we really need to grow up. I, I would say to a certain degree before we're forced to grow up in spiritual maturity. And uh, that's why we've titled this uh, passage, this section, this study over um, 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, growing in the Spirit. This is what really Paul is addressing here. Um, so there's there's a, a need for this. They've, they've been established for three years. Um, and then they're called to really grow up. So we're going to start with the first, uh, I guess you could say, nine verses. We'll read those. Um, we'll comment on those. We'll, we'll try to discuss this as much as we possibly can, breaking it down, uh, going over what's being said, what the issue is. And then we will um, we'll go ahead and, and, and go from there, see how much time uh, we have. I had to get my timer uh, set up here so that way we do not go over the uh, time limit so um, getting into this I'll go ahead and read this and I hope that you guys who are listening into the audio are following along uh, those of you who are watching the video uh, please do you know if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube of course uh, you will have to grab your Bible uh, a tangible Bible so um, let me go ahead and uh, share this on social media real quick all right so, getting into this, verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 is what we're going to be, dis uh, 1 through 10 is, I'm sorry, 1 through 9, we'll discuss, we'll read that, and then we'll go ahead into our discussion. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, and I fed you with milk and not solid foods, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready, for you are still in the flesh. And while, for while we, for while, I'm sorry, I'm getting my words mixed up. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, and you are not of the flesh, and behaving only in human ways. For when one says, I follow Paul, and the other says, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom we've, through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. He, I planted, referring to Paul, I planted, Paul, Apollos, watered, but God himself gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labors. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field and God's building. This, my friends, is uh, in fact the word of God. Now, what I want to address first off, uh, before we get into this, I, I want to try to build this up. I'm doing it for myself as well. As we go through the book of first, the letter of First Corinthians, I want us to try to identify the sins, the issues in which Paul is having to address. Uh, and I hope that you guys, you know, if you have a notebook itself, um, I would hope that you guys are, you know, could possibly keep track of this as well. Um, and by the way, a little fun fact for you is I'm currently working on developing a study booklet. Uh, just a notebook kind of laid out in a, in, a, in a Bible study format to kind of help you break it down a little bit more. So I'm hoping to have that out here in the next uh, week or two. So, um, but even so, getting back into this... Uh, you know, just kind of write these down. See, see, maybe even go back and read the text yourselves. See if you can't find any additionals, um, additional sins in which may be being addressed. So, we have. Um, let me open up these comments here. There we go. Okay, so 
first off, we're going to grab the first verse. It says, Paul, I'm sorry, it says, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I mean, this is, this is a huge thing. This is a really huge thing because what's happening here is, as we have discussed this, the church itself has, has been established for approximately three years, and the people of the church have yet to grow up. Now, what Paul's addressing here is he's addressing, he's, he's, he's really reprimanding them because they're really arguing over divisions. First, chapter 1 through 4 is an issue of division within the church. You have some people saying Apollo, some are saying Paul, some are saying that they're following Peter, some are saying that we're going to be the most pious and the most righteous people here, and we're going to follow Jesus Christ himself. Yet the problem is that they really didn't understand that these guys are not different people. They are, they are giving the same, they're different people, but they're giving the same message, the same truth, the same teaching. So it's not that you should follow Peter or you should follow Paul or you should follow Apollos, but listen to them all because they're all being guided and led and taught by one spirit. And that spirit is the Holy Spirit, which is guided through the power and the work of Jesus Christ himself. But I find this kind of concerning. And, and, and you got to think of this. This is a church. This is a church that's been here for three years. Now, when I was reading this and kind of breaking it down, I was thinking of a local church. I would say, I don't know, um, they've probably been around maybe four or five years um, approximately. And I think about this, uh, this specific church, uh, local church, is there's been no growth. And, and I can't say spiritually. Um, I haven't been there in quite a few years, um, which we've, we've already discussed that in the past. We're not going to discuss this now. Um, but, um, you know, from what I see, there's, there's no progress. There's, um, there's no progress within the ministry. There's no development of the ministers. There's no, uh, incur there's no uplifting. There's no assigning individuals to a role. I mean, whatever it is they're doing, the most that it is, is a Sunday service. Now, I mean, I know we're in a, a time of, uh, of a pandemic, so to speak. Again, I don't personally believe that, but, you know, that's what the world would have to say. Now, the problem is, it's not just a pandemic issue. It's that, and it's not just this church. I, I'm just bringing that up. That's something that came to my mind. But this is something that churches deal with this day, these days. We think that just because we're in a building that we're a church. We think that just because we're professing Christians, we're a church of God. We think that because we're opening up the Word of God, that we are, in fact, preaching the gospel. But, my friends, that is far from the truth. That is, that is, that is not the truth. That is a lie. Paul is addressing an issue and he's been giving these people, these men, these women, spiritual milk. Now we use this phrase of, of spiritual milk quite a bit. Um, I've, I hear it a lot. Um, not, I haven't heard it too recently, but it's something I you know, think about. It's something I hear online, see online and in churches. I remember one individual a few years ago was telling me that there, you know, in a study group I was a part of um, that you know, I, essentially I was in the wrong group. And, um, you know, and I, there's no hard feelings by that. These were individuals who were new to the faith, who were really needing the spiritual milk. 
Um, by comparison, I was in need or hungry for that big old juicy steak. By the way, for the record, I'm not a steak guy, so we'll call it a cheeseburger or something. That's what I needed. That's what I was looking for. And I think this is something we really need to address. This is something that we, we should have. Three years into this, three years into the ministry, and the, the establishment of this church, and the, the um, baptism of these new believers, they've been Christians for three years, you know, he, he's appointed an individual to, to lead the church, to be the minister or the overseer of the church. Meanwhile, he's kind of sitting in the background until something's needed, such as this letter. And, you know, hoping that they grow up. Three years later, Paul's receiving a letter. And he has to come to this point where he says, guys, you know, when, you, when I first met you, yes, I had, was feeding you spiritual milk. I was feeding you the basics of Christianity. But then he says essentially grow up. He says, as people of the flesh, they were still living in the flesh. They were, they were still dealing with these issues. Yes, the church had, you know, external issues, but more importantly, there was internal issues, internal carnalities. And we'll see this as we progress through the study of 1 Corinthians. But he says that they're still infants. They're still babies. Verse 2, he says, I fed you with milk, not with solid food. For you were not ready for it. Brand new church. Brand new Christians. They were not ready for the heavier matters. And it's not to say that he was teaching, well, Jesus loves you. Or, or you know, here's the issues of creation. Here's the issues of the cross. Here's the issues of salvation. And then we're going to go into the deeper matters. The deeper faith. You know, these deeper doctrines, what really he's basically explaining, the cross itself, the basic example of that. He says, that you, have, you have sinned against God. You have sinned against God so much that you are deserving of punishment. But yet God himself loves you enough that he has brought his son down to earth to live as a man, to grow as a man, to die a martyr, the very first martyr. Well, not necessarily the first. Um, technically, if you want to go back, they'd be able. But um, historically, as far as the Christian church goes, it would be Stephen. And you, know, you can argue that however you want. But Jesus even died for the sins of the world. He died and he rose to life three days later so that everybody who is in Christ is a new creation and has been saved by the grace of God. And if we repent of our sins and we seek for his forgiveness and we plead to the mercy of God, he is faithful and just to forgive. That's the basics. But then you kind of go to go into the, the transubstantiation, the imputation, and all the other shuns that go into place there as far as what Christ did. And we see that written out all throughout the text of the New Testament. These are the deeper matters of that specific topic. And that's what he had to deal with. This is, I can't feed you the deeper matters because you're not growing up. You guys will not grow up. You are children. But see, the thing is, we need to grow up. The thing that really concerns me a lot, I mean, one of the, one of the not primary, I have a, quite a few issues as far as uh, churches go that um, I have concerns with. And this is obviously something you'll deal with with every single church because you've got a mixture of young believers, old believers, 
mature believers, immature believers, all there's a whole mixture of that. So there's you're going to have these issues. But my concern is for the individual who has been a professing, we'll use three years as an example, this is what we have here, who has been a professing Christian for at least three years, minimum of three years, five years, ten years, whatever it is that you have, but you have not grown up. I remember a couple years ago, or not a couple years ago, actually a couple months back, I, um, I shared an article, I made, made a comment, somebody was talking about that uh, uh, Christianity is a relationship over religion, um, and uh, there's a notification from my phone. The concern with that is I addressed it as like, you know, that's not necessarily true, and it obviously depends on how you come across this, but there's more to it. Because every individual has a relationship with Jesus Christ in some way or another. Everybody has a relationship with the Father, God Almighty, either as judge or as redeemer. He's either going to pour out his wrath on you or he's going to shower you in his graces and his love. But every single person on the face of the earth has a relationship. And in fact, Jesus never came to abolish religion, but he came to turn the tables to abolish false religion. So, this is my concern, that we as a church, we as a community, we as Christians, don't grow up. We... We, we simply sit and, you know, we go to church on Sunday morning and we get our our Sunday fix, if you want to call it that. And, you know, we'll see you next week. And our Bible itself, the only time we ever touch it is on Sunday morning. We take it to church so that we can look more holier than thou. But then the moment we get home, we set that book right back on the bookshelf. And there's concerns for that because that one, it shows that there's very little growth, possibly no growth at all. But going into this, in verse, uh, continuing on in verse 2, I uh, said, You were not ready, and even now you are not ready. Three years later, you're still not ready, for you're still in the flesh, you're still acting as children. For a while there is, there is still jealousy among you, there is still strife among you. Are you not of the flesh, behaving only as in a human ways? If this, if this, if these things are still there, if you're still getting involved, if you're still getting hostile anytime somebody has an opinion, if you're still holding accusations anytime somebody has an opinion, I remember a few about a last week. I actually shared some thoughts. You know, tried to get an individual to loosen up on on their argument. I mean, they were absolute one hundred percent on their view, and anybody who really opposes that is guilty and I, and I tried to get them to realize it's like okay well biblically this passage here really supports that it, it doesn't matter tomato tomato it doesn't matter each one to his own opinion his or her own opinion but that wasn't enough I was considered um, ignorant I was considered holier than thou um, <laughs> Uh, that I put my own views over science, or that science de debunk or is, is not uh, true, or uh, you know a bunch of other accusations that I, that I would completely disagree with. And 
you know, just really because I was trying to balance it out. And those things concern me, especially when it comes across with a Christian. With the hostility that we have. And yes, humankind, we're human, we'll screw up. But if this is something that is part of our daily life, there's a problem. There's a problem that needs to be addressed. Are we growing? Are we spending time in the Word of God? Are we, are we learning what He has to say? I have to say this, that if you are not, if, you, if your book, if your Bible itself does not get opened in your own time while you're at home, if you do not spend time in it, and I would say daily, even if it's only in a chapter, if you do not spend time in the Word of God, you are not growing. You are a child, and you will remain a child, and God help you. problem with that is you will not be able to stand against trials of various kinds when they come because you're not growing. Like, I, uh, I don't have the verse open here in front of me, but uh, um, a soldier trains for battle. An athlete trains for the race that they have, the competition. I mean, there's all this preparation that comes into play. You just don't wake up one day and decide, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and win the triathlon. And then you head out over and you, you do your race and then, you know, you wonder why you failed. Well, it's because you weren't ready. You're immature. You're weak. You haven't grown up. You haven't trained yourself. You haven't spent time in the Word of God. You're not growing spiritually. This is really what they've dealt with. I want to open up, uh, close this up. We're running short on time. I want to open up uh, 1 Peter. If you have your Bible with you, uh, please do go ahead and follow this. I want us to try to get this full context here one thing I don't want to do is I don't want us to pull something out. And a big concern of mine, anytime I have to talk about something, it's got to be, we've got to talk about a couple more verses. Now, where is Peter? I found him. He's in the Bible. So, 1 Peter, I'm sorry. Yes, 1 Peter. Uh, this sorry came, I was thinking 2 Peter, and you'll know why here in a second. 1 Peter... Chapter 2, verse 2. Let me uh, open this up here. And let's start with verse 1. Uh, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. Verse 2. Put away these things. Grow up. Be mature. Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good now that doesn't mean that you have to grow up to earn your salvation what what Peter is addressing there is to grow up 
and to make your, you know, this, this sanctification, this spiritual maturity, the spiritual growth is the evidence that you have that salvation. And it's not something you can lose. I had some other thoughts I wanted to share on that. I don't remember what those were. You know, there's only two instances in the New Testament where spiritual milk is mentioned. Or, or a, yeah, a milk of sorts. And that is here in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, in which we've just read. He's talking us to grow up. Growing up, put away, these, put away the flesh and long for the spiritual milk. Like newborn babes. This is how we know. I had some notifications going off. Let me know we're short on time. We're going to go ahead and close up here in a minute. But the thing is, is, is how we know if we're even a part of the Christian faith is do we have this hunger for the things of God? These are some of the things we need to challenge ourselves with. Now, I did have a question, and I, I want to address this, and I, I hope we'll address more of this uh, in our next discussion. But one of the things I want to ask, you know, closing up this, is I want you to think of two things. And, and if you would like to share, I would love to love, love for you to share them, because what I see is it shows your admittance of the errors that you personally have. And it also shows the concern, we'll, well, we'll get to this here in a minute, it also shows the concern you have for others or community or, or church. So there's two questions that I want to ask in regards to growing up spiritually. The first question is personal. And the question is, I want you to think about this, and perhaps if you would like to answer this, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. You can also uh, get a hold of me privately if you would, would like to uh, discuss this as well. But the first question is personal. The question is, what is one thing in your personal life that is a part of the, that you're, that is a sign that you're living in the flesh? Or more specifically, what is one obstacle you at this moment in time need to overcome as a means to grow deeper into the things of God? How can you grow spiritually how can you get away from the spiritual milk and start eating eating the spiritual meats the tougher things or what is one of the meats so to speak one of the doctrines and teachings you're struggling with trying to chew down that's an, that's another thing now number two this is uh, a little bit more broad this is not personal this is public in regards to your christian community in regards to your church what is one thing that you have noticed, don't give any names, what is one thing that you have noticed in others, in your circle, in your Christian community, or more specifically, within your church, that is a sign of spiritual immaturity, and how can you personally address that in order to help the church, to build up the church, to grow into the people of God we are called to be. 
So that, my friends, is what I want us to close up with. We are short on time, as I said. Uh, we're going to try to make these a little bit quicker. So um, those are the questions I want to leave us with. And if you have any questions or comments below, feel free to put them in the comments. Get a hold of us uh, personally, You know, however, it, however else you'd like to. Get a hold of us, christiancornerstone.org and so on. Facebook, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, without further ado, I hope you guys have yourself a wonderful time. We only got through about four verses. But, um, you know, they're fun, and I hope we can continue on in this. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy your weekend, and until next week, have yourself a wonderful time. God bless.